Welcome everybody, this is episode 4 of the podcast. We are back and I'm filming on a Monday morning uh, because I was at the National Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Tournament uh, that happened over here in Melbourne, Australia. I was out supporting my teammates and hopefully by this time next year I'll be competing as well. I'm your host, Fu, or Richard Sage if you know me online on Twitch and I'm excited to bring you today's episode which is about how to avoid burnout. So, I found this definition online and it says burnout is a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. It occurs when you feel overwhelmed, emotionally drained, and unable to meet constant demands. So this is a topic that was actually requested by my audience on Twitch. Uh, I did a stream yesterday, actually, and I asked my audience, uh, so what topics would you like to hear? And some people wanted to learn about my history with Attention Deficit Hyperactive Disorder, ADHD, um, Overcoming Depression and Anxiety. And I have a lot of topics we're going to be covering over the next you know, couple of weeks, months, years, to, uh, if potentially. Uh, but today's one, we're going to talk about burnout. So I can tell you from my own personal experience that I have a long history with burnout. Uh, there has been many times in my life where I worked way too hard, way too much, didn't recover from that effort and got completely burned out. And what resulted in that was I ended up having clinical depression and anxiety, and it almost ruined my life. But luckily, I'm here today. I'm healthy. I'm doing so much better. I'm about to turn 32 years old in a couple of weeks. So I've got a bit of experience now. I'm definitely not as experienced as other people on in the world. You know, I'm sure you can find um, experts out there who can give you much better advice than I can. But I simply just want to share what's worked for me and hopefully this can provide some perspective and ideas for you to work with. Um, so this is a bit of a side tangent. So I've also been getting really close uh, back with my faith. Now, I'm, my goal is not to try and like reel you in and be like, all right, it's time for you to become a Christian. But I do want to share that it is important to me. And uh, it may resonate with you. It may not. But I do want to share that with you. And today I wanted to start with just a little quick prayer. Uh, so Heavenly Father. For the listeners who are listening to this podcast today, I hope you can guide us to make better decisions, better choices, live the lives that we can, and hopefully make a positive impact on others. So that's just a quick one I want to share with you. And one of the reasons why I believe prayer is important is because, think about this, how often have you gone through a crisis in your life? And what's usually your first instinct? I'm sure a lot of us, even if you don't believe in a higher power or God, but I do, uh, but how many times have you gone, pray for us, pray for your friends? So I just wanted to put that out there. It may not be your thing, but I am letting you guys know that this is important to me. All right. So let's get back to the original thing, which is how to avoid burnout. So in my life, um, I experienced tremendously bad burnout, uh, physically, emotionally, to the point where I had clinical depression and anxiety. And I suffered tremendously during that time. And this is what happened. So we're going to rewind back in time to the year 2014 to 2015. Um, I had just done a YouTube series on one of my older channels called The 112 Days of Carnage. Uh, what I did was I documented 112 days in a row of my weight loss journey from 76.5 kilos to 70 kilos. And even before that, the 11 months before that, I had dropped weight from over 98 kilos down to 76. And then I documented the next 112 days where I literally made a new vlog every single day, filmed what I ate, how I trained, morning till night, edited videos. This was just as around the time 
um, I had graduated from university getting my master's degree. So in that time, I had been, you know, for the for almost like 12 to 16 months, I was dieting, training. I was sleeping three to five hours a night. I was working a job at a bar at the time that I'd quit. Um, and I was basically in nonstop grind mode. Now, what eventually happened was I did complete my weight cut. I did get down to 70 kilograms and I'll never, ever forget this. It was day 113. Uh, this was around late 2014. I remember one day uh, I was in my old house. I was laying in my single bed. I was watching a Neil deGrasse Tyson video and it was like a light switch. Like I, I, at the time, I didn't understand what it was. Now in hindsight, I know exactly what it was. Uh, my body and my mind had been pushed far beyond the limit for too long. I had chronic stress, prolonged stress. Uh, I was overwhelmed, emotionally drained, and eventually my mind and my body completely gave out. I was laying in bed eating a bun mi roll, Vietnamese bun mi roll, which is a Vietnamese bread roll, and it was like an instant switch. Within an instant, everything felt wrong. I couldn't explain it. I sat there and everything felt wrong. It felt like it was hell on earth. And usually when that happened in the past, I, you know, I would be fine. I would, you know, go take a nap, eat something and wake up and I'll feel better. I tried that. I woke up. I felt exactly the same way. Now this continued all the way into early 2015 when I just landed a new full-time job uh, working as a data manager. And during that time, I was playing professional eight ball as well. I, I entered a professional eight ball league. It was like $1,000 entry, something like that. And I was still in this like work grind set. So when I did get this job, it temporarily relieved my depression and anxiety. Um, also at the time I was in a relationship that was very on and off. So I also had a lot of stress from that too. And throughout all 2015, I was working a full-time job, working nine to five, Monday to Friday. I was also powerlifting as a hobby and I was playing pro eight ball. So the trend I'm trying to emphasize here was I was simply taking on way too much. And by the end of 2015, once again, I was completely depressed, com had com insane amounts of anxiety, and I was completely burned out. So I learned a lot from that experience. Now, the next part of this is how did I overcome that? So first of all, if you have true clinical depression, anxiety, or you feel that you do, I will make the disclaimer again, like I have in previous episodes, is please seek professional help because that's what I did. I went and got a referral to see a therapist and that time that I had with a the therapist saved my life. In fact, I've now had therapy twice. <laughs> I had therapy last year uh, for my ADHD, but that's another, that's a um, for another podcast episode. Uh, but what I'm trying to say is go get professional help. So, during that 2014 to 2015 period, I had a very powerful and negative experience with burnout. And I learned the hard way that burning out is not a badge of honor. Okay, I'm going to repeat that one more time. Burnout is not a badge of honor. Because how often do you see like on social media, you know, you see people say like, work hard, stay up late, sleep is for the week. Or, um, or people almost feel prideful of being so burned out because they work so hard. It's like, oh, dude, I'm so fried. I busted my butt off. And 
it sounds good on paper, right? It sounds amazing, like a martyr, you know, like someone who gave their life for something incredible. And it makes us feel like heroes, right? And I bought into that. I definitely bought into that. Like I watched way too many motivational videos. I read way too many self-help books. And I bought into this idea that you got to grind, you got to hustle. And don't get me wrong. Working hard taught me a lot. Working hard got me to where I am. But there's a definitely a better way. And it comes with experience. So, so to go into the practical side of the conversation now, I wanted to give you some context of where I've been. Um, you know, how I bought into the whole hustle culture mentality. I worked way too hard, way too much, burned myself out, had clinical depression, anxiety, had to get therapy to turn my life around. And now here I am, you know, more than almost 10 years later, and I'm finally at a point where I can work consistent, healthy, happy, and get tremendously consistent results across the board in my health, fitness, career, relationships, and life. And I want the same for you. So here's how it's going to work. If you want to stop burning out, there are two things... I truly believe you must factor in before you endeavor in any goal. Number one, you must not underestimate how difficult a task is. So many times we will take a task on. It could be like, you know what? I'm going to train five days a week. Now you might have a full-time job. You might be a really busy person. Five days a week may not be actually feasible for you. Even if you have tremendously high willpower, you can still be subject to burnout, okay? So number one, do not underestimate how difficult a task is. And what you can do is you can ask mentors, you can ask people who are doing the thing that you want to do and get their advice because experience can teach you a lot. Sometimes you don't have to reinvent the wheel, you know? Like sometimes you can just ask somebody who's done it, get their perspective and then make a healthier decision. I wish I did that more often. Uh, the second thing is you must not underestimate how long it may take. Okay, so this could be like losing body fat, building muscle, looking for a new job, uh, growing your relationship. Some things may take longer than you expect. And this is the biggest thing I wanted to emphasize. It's going to be your expectations that need to be in check at all times. You have to make sure that with the work that you're putting in, don't have expectations that are unrealistic and i mean usually in relation to time frames not how big the goal is but the actual when it happens so for example in the world of twitch streaming a lot of people have the dream to become a twitch partner and become you know a six figure seven figure millionaire and then after five years of streaming they're nowhere near that take it from me i did become a twitch partner but i certainly didn't become a millionaire but there is one thing that I did know when I started streaming, which is I, I did end up becoming a Twitch partner after two and a half years. And there's a reason why. Number one is I looked at all the people that I studied. How long did it take them to become a Twitch partner? The average was three years, right? So I already knew before I even started the goal. Number one is don't underestimate how long it can take and how hard it's going to be. And I looked at examples. And the second thing I did was I always make sure to leave energy in the tank, which is the next thing I'm going to bring on. Now, I apologize if my flow with the conversation isn't the best. I'm still learning how to podcast myself. It's only my fourth episode. So please be patient. I promise in the future, these podcasts will be even better. So here's the principle I want to share with you. And this is the thing that helped me so much in the last year, especially in the last year. And I want to give full credit to... Faras Zahabi, who is the, as I believe right now, the head coach at TriStar Gym in Montreal, Canada. 
Uh, he's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Uh, he studied under John Donaher. And he had an interview with Joe Rogan about how to work smarter. And I'm going to paraphrase my own version of it. So here it is. So Joe Rogan asks uh, for us, um, so what's your advice on training? And for us says, never be sore. Now, if you're a bodybuilder, you're a powerlifter, that sounds bizarre. Like what? How could you not be sore, right? Now, I'm going to break down the principle so it's very applicable to almost every era in your life. It could be, you know, if you're a streamer, if you're working a job, if you're trying to build muscle, you're trying to get better at a martial art, trying to learn an instrument, here it is. So if we had to rate effort on a scale of 0 to 10, 0 being no effort at all, 10 being you couldn't possibly do more. Like, you, like gun to your head, if I asked you to do more, you couldn't. And we're going to use the same example that Faraz did, which is push-ups, which is a physical exercise where you lay on the ground and you lower yourself and push yourself back up. So let's just say on an effort scale, the rule is do not go to a 10 out of 10 effort on a regular basis. Save it for special occasions. Instead, go to a 7 out of 10 effort or 7 push-ups out of a potential 10. Now, how does this actually work empirically? So the reason why we say don't go to a 10 is because the reason why is because if you go to a 10, it's going to be hard for you to do that again the next day. Now, we're using this as a metaphor for effort. Um, if I asked you, I want you to do 10 push-ups every day. Now, 10 is your maximum. You couldn't possibly do 11, right? Now, in the world of hustle culture, they'll tell you, oh, yeah, just go to 10. You know what? Go to 11. Go to 12. you got to grind. you got to hustle. And it sounds amazing, right? But is that something you can actually stick with? That is the issue. Can you stick with that every day? Now, what will normally happen for the everyday normal person is if I ask you to do 10 push-ups on Monday, you're probably going to need Tuesday off. Then you'll do another 10 on Wednesday, right? And then you need Thursday off. And then maybe if I motivate you just hard enough, you might come in on Friday and do another 10 push-ups. And at the end of the week, you did 30 push-ups, right? Now, I'm going to get my calculator out here so I don't actually mess up the math. Now, what if I asked you to do seven push-ups on Monday? You didn't quite go to a 10. You weren't being lazy, but you did a moderate, consistent effort. You did seven. You had three left in the tank. Could you do it again the next day? Most of the time, the answer is yes. So you come in on Tuesday and you do seven again. You come in on Wednesday, you do seven push-ups again. On Thursday, you come in and do seven push-ups again. And then on Friday, you come in and do seven. And sometimes you might even do more because you feel so good. At the end of the week, who did more push-ups? The person that did 10 push-ups three days a week, which is 30. Or the person who did seven push-ups a day for five days and ended up with 35. So that is the key right there. It's actually about consistency over time instead of individual hard bursts amounts of effort. Now, I'm not saying don't ever work hard. I'm not saying don't ever go to a 10 out of 10. The point is save the 10 out of 10 for very, very special occasions. Now, the reason why we use push-ups as an example is because empirically I can give you some numbers, but you can apply this to almost anything. Like imagine you were trying to learn an instrument. You know what I mean? Uh, you're trying to learn the guitar. Now, if I asked you to practice five hours a day, now during the novelty phase, you might be able to practice a couple of hours a day. 
But how about after three months? What about six months? What about nine months? What about a year? Will you be able to keep up that work ethic for that long? No, I'll ask you to practice 30 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day. It doesn't sound like a lot, right? But the point is, if you learn how to pace yourself, pace yourself in any endeavor that you do, you will be more consistent in the long run. And at the end of the year, you will have done more work in total than if you sporadically worked hard. That's the point. And I've been using this principle so much now in everything that I do. Like <laughs> even last year, I overdid the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu training. I overdid the Muay Thai training. I even overdid streaming sometimes. Nowadays, I've learned how to work smarter. Now, the key here is working smarter, but not a means to avoid working hard. I believe that you should have the capacity to work hard, but don't just work hard for the sake of working hard. Learn how to work smart to get phenomenal results. So that's the other thing I wanted to share. Now, I'm going to give you one more philosophical example uh, so that way you can go about your day. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is the difference between doing important things and urgent things. Now, this one, I won't go too deep into this. I might uh, expand on this on a follow-up episode, but it is very important that you understand there's a difference between doing something productive and being busy. For example, let's say you work in an office and you've been answering emails for five hours. Nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day, did the needle move forward? Was there a change? Was there a genuine result? Versus doing something important, which could be, you know, you needed to make the sales call, right? Now, this is, I just want to give you like a very quick example of this. Um, and you can probably look up examples yourself. I would highly recommend a book called the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. So it's called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Now I might be pronouncing his name wrong, uh, but this is where I learned it from. Uh, but basically, the people who tend to do better in life pace themselves, but they also tend to prioritize first things first. They will do the most important things first before the urgent things now, if you live a lifestyle where you're doing so many urgent things, like you feel tremendously busy. And here's the greatest way to know if you're doing urgent things instead of important things is you feel like you're constantly busy, but you feel like nothing's getting done. So I just want to invite you to think about, and you know what, maybe when the next episode we'll cover this in, in the next topic is learn how to put important things first versus urgent things. So here's, a, here's just one example. Your mental health, your physical health is important, okay? I understand that you may have a lot of obligations to take care of your family, take care of your partner, take care of everybody else. But if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to be the best version of you that brings value to other people. You will feel like a martyr. <laughs> like we said earlier, it's not a badge of honor. You know, I think it's definitely good to make sacrifices and to think about other people. But think about this, the best version of you is better for other people. So I think we'll conclude it there and I'm going to summarize everything that we talked about uh, for, this, for the day. Uh, so I talked about uh, burnout, which is basically a state of emotional, physical and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. It occurs when you feel overwhelmed, emotionally drained and unable to meet constant demands. Um, I'm sure a lot of us experience burnout on a regular basis and... The overall principle I wanted to share is that 
if you can pace yourself, you'll be consistent and you'll produce results year round. And the way you do that is by following the principle of going to a seven out of 10 effort instead of a 10 out of 10 effort. You want to save the 10 out of 10 efforts for very special occasions. Like if you're a fighter and you're listening to this, you know, that's called training camp, (laughs) the 12 weeks leading up to a fight. Um, If you're, you know, getting ready for a school exam, it could be the eight weeks leading up to the exam, but year round, you're not necessarily studying 10 hours a day. You could be studying one hour a day, two hours a day, half an hour a day, but it's about accumulating consistent work volume over time. And you will find that most of the time, if you pace yourself, you will actually do more work than the person who keeps burning out. Because I'm going to emphasize this one more time. Burnout is not a badge of honor. It's failure. If you burn out and you quit and you stop, that's failure. Doesn't mean it's over. You can always get back. But what I would think would be more beneficial is if you were to be consistent year round. You stay fresh. That's the key. You want to stay fresh. You want to experience fun. You want to be in a flow state on a more regular basis. And you will find that your success will be so more powerful and consistent all across the board. That's the key to avoiding burnout is to pace yourself. Leave some energy in the tank. I'm telling you, I've done this so many times. I've made this mistake so many times that I I burned myself so many times to eventually learn the lesson. There's a reason why I do one episode of podcasts a week. I could do five episodes a week, but could I do that for the next year? Probably not. I could probably do it for the next three months, maybe six weeks, but at some point I'll burn out. So I do want to say this. I'm not saying that you will never, ever burn out again. You know, this is not something that I have entirely mastered myself. I've certainly improved at it, but I have a long way to go. But I have put a lot of effort into this. And I can tell you right now, for the past year, my results have been so much better. Initially, it may not feel that way. You may feel like you're not working hard enough. But if you can see the macro view, the long-term point of view, that consistency over time beats intensity. Intensity beats you initially. That person who's grinding 10 hours a day will beat you initially. But if they have to keep stopping, if they ha- if they keep quitting... You're going to catch up to them and you're going to surpass them. And I'm not saying it has to be like this comparison war where you're better than them. No, I'm only giving you an example. In fact, just comparing to yourself. So I'll leave with this. One final thing. Please forgive yourself. Okay. I understand that sometimes we may not feel like we're living up to our full potential. Like that's just part of life. You know, we're always looking at the next thing. You're not in the shape you want to be. You're not making the money you want to be. You're not feeling the way you want to feel. Please forgive yourself and please treat yourself with kindness. Okay. I'm trying to do this as well. I'm trying to be more kind to myself because sometimes we are our own worst critic. Like we can treat others with so much kindness and just, you know, good advice. And then when it comes to ourselves, We can struggle with that. So I just want to leave you with this. Um, Please forgive yourself for not being perfect. Please forgive yourself for not always getting it right. Please forgive yourself for burning out when in times you promised you wouldn't. This is part of being human. This is part of being alive and having the, you know, 
the gratitude and luxury to be here at this very moment. So guys, thank you so much for listening to episode four. I know today, today might've been a bit of a deeper episode. I'm only speaking from the heart, but I really do appreciate you guys. Um, if you are listening on YouTube, um, I'd really appreciate it. If you uh, subscribe, if you enjoyed, you want to listen to more episodes, uh, drop a comment, let me know what you think. Let me know how I can improve the episode uh, and you know structure the episodes a bit better. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify or any of the other podcast platforms, please leave a review positive or negative depending if you didn't like it uh but all the feedback helps me because i want to do a tremendously good job because my purpose in life i i discovered this many years ago is to make a truly empowering impact for somebody else just that one person listening to this you know if i can do something good for you i feel like my life has better meaning so thank you for listening really appreciate appreciate you all i'm going to pray for everybody and i'm thankful to be here i'm thankful to not be burning out like i used to And I hope to continue to providing more value for you all. Thank you for listening. Take care. Peace out. I wish you a lovely week ahead. Whenever you're listening to this, you could be listening to this five years from this recording. And I hope everything is still going good. All right. So take care. Peace out. Thank you so much. And I'll see you next time.